Today on The Real Money Show, we have the pleasure of speaking with Terry Hanlon, President and CEO, Head of Operations at Dillingage, Precious Metals Operations out of Texas in the U.S. Terry has been working very closely with the world's major mints and is a frequently called upon guest by gold and silver councils the world over for market and product evaluations. He is regarded as one of the world's leading experts on matters involving precious metals and gold coins and is frequently quoted by trade and financial publications around the world. Dylan Gage maintains inventories in over 20 countries worldwide and they have partnerships with all the major mints globally. We want to welcome to the show, Terry Hanlon. Terry Hanlon, thank you so much for joining us here on The Real Money Show. It's, uh, it's great to talk to you. You know, one of, one of the things I, I enjoy about our conversations that we have when you come to Toronto is your realism towards the market, a sense that gold will always just be there. And I guess that comes from part of your 35 years experience in the market that I find that you rise above the day-to-day gyrations of the market. But Dylan Gage maintains inventories uh, across 20 countries worldwide, partnerships with major mints. How do you see the role of precious metals in portfolios and if that, if that trend has been changing over time? Well, I, I think the realization of um, the role that precious metals plays was embedded in the, the older generation, those who were over 60. They understood it because they endured um, the fluctuation in currencies through wars and, and those issues. And then as life changed and, and generations grew older, um, you know, somewhere in between the, the millennials and um, those at the over 60 range, it didn't really get the understanding of metals so much because the economy was great everywhere and everybody got it. But on an international basis, mostly I would say focused in Asia since I spent quite a bit of time there, you deal with economies that have always understood what the role of precious metals um, represents, and that is uh, an alternative to currencies. So it's the insurance policy, which is what it always has been, what it should always be in everybody's mind. Um, something that I tell people um, probably more than anything else is that you have to realize that gold is not a price. Gold is a value. So regardless of what the price is for gold, whether it's $300 or $1,300, it still accomplishes the same thing. The buying power is always the same because that price is derived on the basis of where the economy is. A great economy, gold goes down in price, but it still has the same buying power. Economy gets bad, gold goes up, it still has the same value, whether it was 300 or 13 to buy the same thing. So I try to get that point across to, um, to dealers with whom we deal on, uh, in, in North America, and uh, I think Europeans certainly understand it well because they've dealt with so many currency issues, and, of course, the Asians understand it because of massive currency fluctuations. And then again, um, South and Central Americans 
uh, understand it very well. And, and ironically, most of the South and Central American countries um, prefer to make precious metals unattainable to their um, citizens because they know that when the currencies get bad, that they, they can control their population better unless those people own precious metals and then they've bought into freedom there. So it, it plays an interesting role. I think that more people are starting to understand that because of the Internet. I think people read more. Uh, they get current information immediately, more so than ever. And so I start to see that um, people are participating in precious metals more today than they were 10 years ago. And a good example of that um, is reflected in the retirement accounts. So the um, retirement accounts have grown uh, tremendously. I would say in one single area of uh, the quickest growth, it's that. And so the, the whole procedure for um, owning precious metals and putting that in your retirement account through Guildhall and the relationship that we at Dill Engage have to provide that um, digital service to you to make that simple to your customer um, has really shown uh, tremendous growth, as you've seen in the last two years. And I think part of that as well, because you're, you're totally right, There, it's been tremendous growth. We've seen people wanting to protect their portfolio for their retirement. I think they also see an opportunity in the market. Um, but I think part of that is this demand for actual physical product within the RSPs in Canada, the IRA in, in the U.S., which they've done for quite some time, which I think is part of the reason we were able to, with, with Dylan Gage partnership, to be able to replicate that here in Canada for, for Canadians. Part of the reason that we're seeing this trend is is towards physical, and I was wondering if you can talk about that a little bit from your perspective. Again, you're dealing in the physical market. You're not dealing in certificates and whatnot. Why do you think there's a trend towards the physical? Is it similar to what you were saying about Central America and there's an independence there? Yeah, I mean, look, people people see and hear all the things that happen, good and bad, but it, mostly news is... News is built to be bad as it's delivered. It's more impact and, and the stations get more attention. So the focus at the end um, is how does that affect me? And so people have seen that um, the manipulation and control of their money by governments, um, I don't know that it's changed much. It's just become more obvious, more, more available information-wise, and so they become concerned about it. So the, the whole emphasis on physical is liquidity. Um, recently in the last, last two years, as the stock market goes up and people sell their precious metals because they want to jump on the bandwagon and make money on the stock market, and the same thing happens when the stock market starts to drop, and I'm talking about fund and fund managers followed by uh, investors, they all want to go back and forth and jump on the wagon that's making money. So liquidity has 
proven to be much better, much quicker. Uh, I don't know about safer, but in most cases safer than um, paper products, uh, in, including exchange-traded funds, the ETFs. You can liquidate those, but you can't liquidate those in the increments that you can on physical metal. So owning the physical metal gives you a lot of control in terms of size of liquidity, uh, immediate availability to product, and liquidity is always there on the physical side. There's always a demand for physical side, uh, for physical metal, and there are enough locations to be able to sell that quicker. So um, people are just more aware that, that all of those benefits exist with the ownership of physical metal. And I think that uh, part of that liquidity, something that we talk about with uh, investors a lot is having it having it stored in a depository because therefore you don't have to worry about putting it into a into a car, getting it out of a safety deposit box and, and returning it to market whereas with a depository you're just picking up the phone, you're you're being able to liquidate that product immediately. What are some of the pitfalls in your mind that people people fall into when they're looking at at acquiring precious metals and and different types of storage that are out there because there's obviously a lot more different st- there's more variety of storage than you would think. Yeah, I think people have to ask a few simple questions when it comes to storage. So there are certainly internet and um, internet dealers who are providing the metal, selling the metal, and offering storage within their location. Um, So most of those people are not built to be in the storage business. Um, our facility, for instance, in Toronto, uh, is utilized by everyone from uh, from banks to to sovereign mints to private individuals. It's easy enough to ask the question: What are your credentials? Um, does the government endorse storage with you? So people have to ask a few simple questions, and quite honestly, the use of, of Internet um, is probably the simplest way to get to the bottom of finding, finding out about the history of where you're storing metal. So you want to know that you're storing in a location that is um, insured properly, it's structured that for uh, safety and control and security, and that it is utilized and recognized by multiple dealers and government organizations. All of that is pretty easy to find out. Uh, and then uh, ease of access of your product. One of the great things about putting product into a depository is that you don't want to expose yourself with leaving too much at home. I mean, you don't you don't uh, have stacks of cash stuffed in drawers at home, and, and the same thing applies to precious metals. I don't think that um, keeping some is a bad idea, but storage in a vault uh, is very cheap. It's, uh, the cost of that, which includes insurance, is, makes it trouble-free, uh, the security is there, so you don't have to worry. I mean, honestly, if the building um, burnt to the ground, 
the interesting thing about precious metals that it only melts. It's still valuable. <laughs> um, uh, you know, that isn't what happens, but the reality is it doesn't burn up and then you have to figure out how to replace it. It's, it's there. Um, it can be bought and sold within the depository. It can be transferred to another account. So if someone is storing at IDS in Toronto, for instance, and they want to sell it, they could sell it to you and it could be transferred to your account and it doesn't even have to leave the building and it could be liquidated. You can get confirmation of it, you can pay them for the metal and the whole transaction takes place in minutes. Um, so there are just too many good reasons to store in a location like IDS um, that has the credentials and provides the convenience and the safety all in one package. And, you know, it's interesting from our perspective and doing our own research, you know, researching competitors, whatnot, we find that actually acquiring physical bullion and storing physical bullion, there's not a big difference in cost between paper versions um, once you add well, in different no, exchange. Fact, with, if you do exchange-traded fund, um, you'll find that it's cheaper to buy the physical metal and store it yourself than it is to buy into an ETF uh, because now you're paying brokers um, a, f a continuing fee and you're paying for the storage and then you can only liquidate in very large numbers so you can't liquidate in smaller increments and at the end the price is cheaper. Most don't believe that going into it until they do a little homework and then they find out that it is. And so in, in terms of uh, your work within the industry, your contacts and relationships, can you tell us a little bit about the feeling of the, of the general sector? Uh, is it positive? Is it negative? Are people excited? Are they depressed? What's, what's the general feeling in, in, the, in the precious metal sector right now? Well, um, the, growth, the growth in the industry is really based upon a couple of things. Uh, people's awareness that we talked about a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. um, the, the whole purpose of precious metals is not for your entire portfolio to be in precious metals. No one who's realistic in our business would ever endorse that. It has to be a portion of your portfolio. So there are so many people who are just now understanding that and, and, and being exposed to that that we see a growth in the business. Um, the, the, the metals market is very active. It, it fluctuates all day long. But again, the important thing for people to learn, which is apparently happening when we see the growth of the business, is that it is a value, not a price. Buying into price is a speculation. If you want to speculate, then you can do that, like any other commodity. But the real reason in my mind to buy it is for the insurance policy, which more people, as witnessed by the increase in business in the retirement side of it, which makes it very easy to monitor when we see the growth there. People are starting to understand that a lot more. So they're not, they're not replacing 
all of their uh, portfolio with metals. They're, they're just adding metal into their portfolio and getting out of some other assets. Um, so a portion therein uh, is in metals. Do I think uh, there's um, a positive view on what's happening in metals? Worldwide, absolutely. Um, in Europe, for instance, um, the skepticism about the euro um, and uh, certain countries that are always on, on the brink uh, of uh, bankruptcy have caused tremendous amount of uh, buying of precious metals. Uh, in Asia, just the ability for the Asian individual, the in individual investors, to finally own precious metals um, in bar or coin form, China specifically, um, has grown uh, hugely. And it's just because they've always wanted to, um, they do in their own way, now it becomes legal, and so the increase in ownership there has grown tremendously. So the business continues to grow. Do you, do you, do you think do you think that we could see a point where uh, the market is moving so rapidly that there's because we've seen some some supply constrictions in the past do you think we could be in a situation where people want to get into the market but they just can't actually acquire the physical because there's just not enough around yeah it happens very quickly um, two and a half years ago um, that exact situation occurred. You know, we, we are authorized distributors for all the world mints. So the Royal Canadian Mint, the U.S. Mint, the Perth Mint in Australia, um, the, Australian, or the Austrian Mint, um, the Gold Coins of China, the Panda, that mint. Every one of them ran short of both silver and gold. And... Actually, there's, the shortages occur more frequently in platinum because there's less platinum um, that is minted, and therefore they run short. So there were shortages by all of those mints uh, just a couple years ago. It's, that part is cyclical. The demand for physical happens. Uh, sometimes that starts from the industrial demand. So when you see growing economies and growing demand for um, silver, for instance, because there are not only continued uses of silver in manufacturing, there, there are new applications that come. And then you've got uh, like countries like China where the demand has grown so enormously that suddenly there's a shortage of uh, industrial, uh, or there's a great demand and industrial need, and the, there's a lack of silver coming out of mines uh, to meet the demand on the industrial side. And as soon as that starts happening, then investor products become short because acquiring silver becomes more expensive for the mints. Carrying inventory when the market moves up is more expensive, and everybody's very cautious. Uh, on the manufacturing side about maintaining. So, yeah, it, it, that happens, Jeremy. It happens, you know, I've been doing this for over 35 years. 
Um, I, I've seen it happen every couple of years. It's, it's sporadic. You don't know when it's going to come. So buying in a, in a market where um, you have the funds to put money into it when things aren't running wild is the time to do it. And one other thing that makes a big difference um, when investing in precious metals in a hot versus a cold market or a, a neutral market the premiums are lower in a slower market. When the market gets hot and shortages come, premiums run up. So you end up paying more uh, on a premium basis uh, in a hot market because of the lack of access to uh, the right amount of inventory. And in this case, gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Absolutely. So that... it's a good time to buy now. That makes that makes a lot of sense. We've noticed that ourselves, especially on gold, over over the last uh, couple of years, that the premiums are definitely lower. It's a good time to get in. But you know what, Terry? I know that I could sit here asking you questions all day, um, and uh, we we are, are so grateful that you took a little bit of time um, from your day to speak with us at the Real Money Show, and uh, we look forward to having you back on. and And I think we'll be able to get into some more details about uh, storage and uh, see what's going on around the globe with the other mints and and learn more about your relationships. And again, thank you so much for joining us today. Great. I enjoyed it. Thanks for the invitation. It's great doing business with you. And uh, thanks for letting me speak to your audience. It was a pleasure, and I look forward to doing that again. We look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks. Uh Take care. Bye-bye. Once again, we want to thank Terry Hanlon, President and Chief Operating Officer of Dilling Gage for coming and speaking to us today. Dilling Gage maintains inventories in over 20 countries worldwide. They have partnerships with all major mints globally. And we'll remind everyone, if you'd like to listen to this anytime, you can go over to guildhallwealth.com, click on The Real Money Show, and there it will be for you to share, hopefully with everyone that you know. And once again, a big thank you to Terry Hanlon.